Illinois. And, Robbie, here comes the first bold statement of the new college basketball season. This will not be the last time that Coleman Hawkins reaches double figures. And Hawkins with the pounding two-hand flush. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, and uh, Aaron Hawksworth out today. She's back with us on Monday on a football Friday, but some good basketball this week, including some college basketball. We have Texas Gonzaga coming up this weekend. Some great games. Villanova, UCLA. We'll get to those in a second. And we just heard the call of a college basketball game coming in. Uh, which I always love, like when this time of the year happens, it's like everything's going on. Saturday, you can watch college basketball. Tonight, yeah. Zach was telling us, Zach's producing us this week as, uh, as Paul's out, that there's some late games on, like 10.30 starts. Like this is when like at any time of the day, you could turn something on, like late at night. I, I love it. So there's a lot going on. Quickly here, Joe, before we get to the basketball plays we have for this weekend, um, we always joke that that maybe the uh, the sports books are listening to our show and, and adjusting lines based on what we say. Well, we were kidding earlier, like, are we going to run out of teams to bet on? Because, we, you know, I say I can't bet on Washington anymore, the Jaguars. So fan, our friends at FanDuel Sports were tweeted out just like five minutes ago. Name a team you refuse to bet on. That means they're listening to the yeah. show. They yeah. know I'm not taking the Jags anymore, even though I want to, and the Washington football team. But Paul's written first... off the Panthers like seven different times. Yes. At the end of the year, I mean, we're, you're right. We're going to be down to like two or three teams we feel good backing. All right, we'll dive back into football in a few minutes. Let's talk through some NBA, and then we'll get to some college for this weekend. Joe, we got some good games, including, I know one you have circled, the Chicago Bulls, the Golden State Warriors. I mean, the Bulls have been legitimately good, and they're deep. But the Warriors have been, so far this season, the best team in the NBA. Our um, our colleague here at the Becky and I, Trista Crick, did you see her uh, her war with the Warriors fans? you see all that? Uh, no, but, I mean, that, isn't that... <laughs> What what's going on here? Like between Trista and Chelsea, they want to fight with everyone. I know. Do we have the only female on the network who doesn't fight? She, she uh, avoids confrontation. We might. The, yes. the, the video Trista put out <laughs> with the like basically like the two versions oh, of I, her. I did. That see was that. pretty I funny. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, yeah. look, we are we're all wrong sometimes, and she was dead wrong on the Warriors starting nine and one. She basically called herself a moron. That was pretty funny. They're good. I mean, Steph Curry. We talked before the year eight to one to win the MVP. Right now, I'd say he is the MVP of the NBA through the first, you know, whatever, seventh of the season or so. I mean, he's been incredible. Yeah. He had 50 points, 10 assists a couple nights ago. I mean, he's been off the charts. And they take on the Chicago Bulls this weekend. What? Is, so that game is what? That's tomorrow night. That's tomorrow tonight. Or is that tonight? Tonight. Yes, oh, tonight. wow. That makes it even better. Yes. It's going to be a long game. day here. We, we got Ooh. Yeah, we've we've got we also have Villanova UCLA late, late tonight. I want to talk to Zach Kroll about that in a few minutes. But yes. uh, yeah, I mean Bulls and the Warriors. So the, well, so it's six and a half. But the Warriors are six and a half point favorites. Or you I see five, five and a half. I saw five and a half this morning. It may have okay. been bumped up. Um, we, yesterday afternoon, it came down that Vucevic is going to miss multiple games yes. because of COVID issue. And five and a half, he, by the way. Where are you going? Five and a half. Yeah, he's had his struggles early on this year, but just. Him not being involved, I mean, that's that's going to be a problem. And you talked about the Warriors, how impressive they've been. They're on this six-game win streak. All these wins are by double digits, mm-hmm. all of them. And so they're 10-1 t- and one straight up. They're 7-3-1 against the spread. And the Bulls, 8-3 and three straight up. They're also 8-3 and three against the spread. So they're taking care of business here. Now, the one thing that concerns me is Bulls defense has played well. 
And they've really shut teams down in the fourth quarter. So if this thing's closed, that might be something worth looking at. Uh, Golden State averaging 116 points per game. That's the highest scoring. They're the highest scoring team in the NBA. The, the Bulls don't touch that. That's not how they're going to play. They're not going to score into the 120s like the Warriors will from time to time. As as the competition has gone up a couple of notches, the Bulls have not played as well, losing a couple of their last four. It was all expected. We talked about that after their strong start against uh, some of the poor teams here. I, I would look to the Warriors. It's the start of a five-game trip for the Bulls, which they're going to have another test. I, I like this. Early in the year, um, they exceed expectations in the first couple of weeks, and now here are some real tests thrown at them. And they passed with flying colors the other day against uh, Luca in Chicago, but now they're going on the road out west, and uh, we'll see how they fare there. Yeah, I would lean towards the Warriors at five and a half. I mean, yeah, they're outscoring their opponents by th- almost fourteen points a game. I think the Bulls are top three in points differential. It's seven point seven or so. Right. I mean, both are right near the top in point differential. I mean, that's yep. what's going to happen when you have. Uh, uh, two teams with terrific records, but this is good. This is another, we have multiple games. Like Friday night, the West Coast stuff going on, you need multiple monitors tonight. You do. Yeah, you know what? It's like sometimes during the football season, you kind of like wind down as the week goes on, you rev it back up for the weekend. No, there's no revving down tonight. It, it, there's a lot going on, a lot to look at. Uh, let's throw another one in there for tonight. Milwaukee mm-hmm. Bucks at Boston Celtics. Celtics had a weird year so far. Jalen Brown hurt. Milwaukee has not been that impressive, though. Like, they've also just kind of, I don't know if this little hangover effect, if it's just injury stuff they've had. They have not been very good. But as long as they have Giannis out there and the Celtics are diminished, I, I would take the Bucks tonight minus one and a half. The Bucks pulled away from the Sixers a couple nights ago. And, you know, Giannis is just, he's just the most physically just overwhelming top player in the NBA. I mean, it's just, it's, like he takes over games on both sides. The other night he had a block, and then he just basically took the ball down the court and and dunked it in for for a bucket. They're only giving a point and a half tonight. It's a weird number. They're only giving a point and a half on FanDuel to the Celtics. So again, we're out Jalen Brown. Have Marcus Smart telling Brown and Tatum to stop shooting as much. It's been a couple years of weird. Like, doesn't it feel like there's something wrong with the Celtics? That's not talent. It's just like I don't know. There's just a weird vibe around that team. They never get it together. Yeah, I they're a tough team to to get your finger on. Like the Bucks stuff, boy, you talk about the schedule makers not doing them any favors. That's exactly what's happened. And now they've got their fourth game in six nights. I don't know. Is there some sort of a championship hangover? Some have suggested mm-hmm. that there is. Sitting six and six straight up, six and six against the spread. I think you could make that case, but that's baked into the number. That's why they're only two point favorites in this spot. For the most part, you're just uh, you're just trying to trying to pick a winner here. I mean, they're, they're trying to get through this rough patch with this road trip before uh, they can head back home and settle in on the season. We know that they're not going to be anywhere near fighting for a playoff spot and, and things are going to be just fine. But uh, they had a, they, you had the elongated season with the playoffs and then the Olympics. Like there, there's a lot going on with Milwaukee. I'm not going to ding them too much for this mediocre start. Any other game you want to go to before we, uh, we hit some college and, and, at, and get some thoughts from Zach here. Do we know what the real Knicks are? Where's the real Knicks? We, Do we have I any don't know, idea? but I know Tom Thibodeau was benching everyone the other night, so he's he was oh not pleased. God. I tried Tom's to, not pleased. I mean, you know, Zach's a big Knicks fan. We know a lot of uh, Knicks fans on the network. Like, I try to warn them. It's a short shelf life with Tom Thibodeau. It's right. probably it's probably a good life right now, but it might be one or two more years because one loss. They've lost now four of six 
and he just becomes a miserable human being and he's going to wear on everybody in the organization like he just can't handle losing he doesn't he doesn't understand that um but the hornets they just ended their five game losing streak the other day they're another team had that hot start then things completely flipped on them. They're three and seven against the spread in their last 10 games. I love the talent on that roster, but uh, you have a couple of teams that have not played well over the last couple of weeks in this matchup. So I'm curious uh, how they perform. Knicks have been very good on the road. They're five and one uh, this season on the road. So uh, they might be uh, worth a look there if you think they're going to rebound. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good spot. One thing I'll throw quickly in, because I'm monitoring him with my MVP tickets. Tickets, because remember, I, I forgot I actually put it in. I put it in twice, 55-1 to 1 on John Morant. His point total tonight, it's a, it, they play the Suns tonight in Memphis. He's at 24-and-a-half. He's averaging over 26 a game this year. I just feel like this is the kind of game he gets up for. Like, he's had seven games where he's well over this, this point total. He's at 30, 40. I like Morant tonight to have a big night against the Suns. I'd go over 24 and a half. Let's talk some college basketball. Our guy, Zach, here is producing us at the end of this weekend on Monday. Big college basketball guy. And, we, Zach, we get some big ones. Villanova, UCLA, Texas, Gonzaga. What's your, what's your thought on those games this weekend? Yeah, these are two huge games to start off the college basketball season. It's crazy because with uh, Villanova UCLA tipping off at 11.30 p.m. Eastern time tonight, <laughs> plus Texas and Gonzaga 10.30 uh, Eastern time tomorrow, there are going to be some late nights here on the East Coast. But I'm really excited for both of these games. Villanova at UCLA tonight. The Bruins are a top five team. So is Villanova. But the Bruins are interesting because last year they were an 11 seed going into the NCAA tournament. They've always had talent. But they had a tough time putting it all together. And all of a sudden, last year, they went on this incredible run in March Madness all the way to the Final Four. And then this year, they returned the whole team plus two major additions, top freshman Peyton Watson and a transfer from Rutgers by the name of Nigel Johnson. I think UCLA is appropriately ranked, but Villanova is too. This is a team that always knows how to win. They Every time I watch them, they just remind me of a basketball clinic, just so fundamentally sound, moving the ball. This is going to be a great game. I am actually going to take Villanova to cover the four and a half tonight. I think these two teams are so even. I just want to see what UCLA looks like with all of these different uh, new guys together and see how the chemistry looks. And Texas and Gonzaga, Chris Beard, former uh, Texas Tech coach, he is moving to Texas his first year in Austin. And this is the most talented roster he's ever had. This is a guy who made the final four at Texas Tech. He's a very a good coach, and he now moves to his alma mater at Texas. And Gonzaga, they're the number one team in the country. Personally, I don't think they're the best team in the country right now. They lost Jalen Suggs. They lost Joel Ayayi. They lost Corey Kispert. Three huge parts uh, to their team that went all the way to the national championship last year. And right now, this line opened at Gonzaga minus eight and a half. It went all the way down to seven and a half. I'm leaning towards Texas. I think this is an even game, and I think Vegas is giving Gonzaga a little too met, too much props uh, at seven and a half. What did you think of Chet Holmgren watching the night? He's so we we mentioned him when we previewed college basketball. He is the most unique looking player. Like he's like seven two, and I know I, I think it was a guest we had on. You know, get joke that he was 150 pounds. I'm sure he's bigger than that. He looks. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's really thin, but he's athletic. What do you think of him? Because you mentioned maybe he's Gonzaga a little overrated off last year, but he, he looks like the kind of player that if he grows as the year goes on, they could be, I mean, the most dominant team. A absolutely. And when you look at Chet Holmgren, he is so unique. He's 
a player that not a lot of people have ever seen anything like him before. And he knows uh, with his size, with his athleticism, he could do many different things that not a lot of people with his attributes have really ever done before. I'm curious to see when Gonzaga matches up against some of the more athletic and deep teams, especially a squad like Texas, who they have a front court of three transfers uh, in Timmy Allen, transfer from Utah. They also have Christian Bishop, a transfer uh, from Creighton as well. Uh, and, and they have guys that could, I think, could provide some unique uh, mismatches. Holmgren's the kind of player where he's very skilled offensively. I'm just curious to see what he looks like when he goes up against some of the more physical players in the country down low, which Texas has a lot of. Uh, I, man, this the Texas-Gonzaga game might be more intriguing because of all the storylines. Like Beard having as much talent as he's going to have with Texas. Like he hasn't seen that before. <laughs> Gonzaga, Zach, you're not alone in thinking that maybe they're they're not the most talented team, and the, the odds, the jump from them to be the favorite down to the second favorite, the odds double for the championship, and people just don't agree with this. But where would you put Gonzaga if they're not the best team? Are they still top five, just outside of that for you? Where would you put them? I would probably have them in the back end of the top five. I think that Kansas right now, as we mentioned, would be my number one team. I think UCLA is in the conversation. I'm curious to see what Texas looks like because this Longhorn team just has so many new faces. But I trust Chris Beard as a head coach with this talent to eventually get Texas to the top. It might just take some time, which is why I'm so curious to watch is Texas is a team that could go into the Kennel at Spokane and win this game. But at the same time, they have so many new faces that it may take some time to get that chemistry together. They, there isn't one player on this Texas team besides Avery Benson, who's like the 12th or 13th man that has ever played for Chris Beard. So they're going to have to get used to adjusting to that style of play, everything he wants. And Mark View and Gonzaga, they do have some returners. Drew Timmy, uh, one of the best players in the country. Andrew Nebhart at point guard, who was a, a key member to last year's team as well. About that, we get this is Gonzaga knowledge we're getting here, Zach. That's good stuff. So Gonzaga's <laughs> plus six fifty, plus six fifty to win the whole thing. We mentioned it when we previewed the the season before it started. It's just like they're all compared to everybody else. There's no one. There's no one shorter than ten to one. It's only them. Everybody else, yeah. 12, you know, Michigan twelve to one, Texas twelve to one, Duke twelve to one. Like Gonzaga still resigns resides like just way above. And I mean, look, they had a great year last year. They probably, I mean, that that should have been their year. Um, but boy, that Chet Homer guy, I he I made he made a fan of me just watching him. Like this guy, I've never seen anyone look like him. It kind of reminds me a little bit. I'm not saying he's going to be him. Remember when Kevin Durant jumped into college basketball with Texas? He just looked oh yeah different. It was like this guy, he's like 105 pounds, and then he just dominated everyone for his entire collegiate career. The, the Homer kid's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just so curious to see what he does against some powerhouse teams. I remember when I first saw him in high school, I was like, this guy's going to be the number one pick, this skinny twig. Right. But he's looked very impressive the more I've watched him. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the two games this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be good. A lot of good basketball. The Warriors and the Bulls are going to be great. And uh, we'll be watching and, and I was talking a lot about it next week. All right, we'll jump back to the NFL next. Props we like for this weekend. And Cam Newton is back. The Panthers are speaking. Is Kyle Murray going to play? We'll hit on that game and the props we like for Week 10 around the NFL. Joe O, Joe G, this is BetQL Daily presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook.
Hey, it's Ryan Horvath from BetMGM The Night, 7 to 11 Eastern. Watch and listen to the BetQL Network. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL. Your home for wagertainment is the BetQL Network.